Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through pleasure, mindfulness, embodiment, femininity, beauty, art, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. So what I'm so excited to share with you today are some of the pillars of sensual living. When we talk about this lifestyle of sensual living and sensuality, there are 12 practices and kind of core principles. And so if you imagine a basket full of 12 of these beautiful treasures, And in my hands, I'm holding five of them that I've selected to share with you today. That is what this podcast is going to be all about. When we talk about sensuality as a lifestyle, you know, as a listener of this podcast, you're already familiar with some of the different ways that we view sensuality here. But if you're new, I really recommend going back to episode one, which is called Reimagining Sensuality. And as a little bit of a recap, you know, sensuality, because of the way it is so enmeshed with sexuality in our culture, often is seen or experienced only as these peak experiences of pleasure and interaction with erotic energy. And here at the School of Sensual Living, We define sensuality as simply using your senses to be fully present in your body so that you can show up fully present in your life. And the beautiful thing about that is that sensuality is not this thing to be chased or mastered. It's already existing inside of you right now, can be felt in your next breath or your next sip of water or your next walk from the bedroom to the kitchen. If you are alive, you are already a magnificent sensual creature at play. And so the jewels that I want to share with you today are each ways that we can explore and expand our sensitivity and our practice of this inherent sensuality to bring more pleasure and more presence, more aliveness, and more intimacy 
with yourself and with the sacred into your everyday. And so the first jewel, the first pillar is beauty. And I want to start by reading a paragraph from the book, Beauty, the Invisible Embrace by the late, great John O'Donohue. The human soul is hungry for beauty. We seek it everywhere, in landscape, music, art, clothes, furniture, gardening, companionship, love, religion, and in ourselves. We feel most alive in the presence of the beautiful, for it meets the needs of our soul. In the experience of beauty, we awaken and surrender in the same act. Without any of the usual calculation, we can slip into the beautiful with the same ease as we slip into the seamless embrace of water, something ancient within us already trusts that this embrace will hold us. I mean, you know, when people ask me that question, who would you want to have dinner with, alive or dead? My first response is, of course, always my dad, who's passed on. But my second response is John O'Donohue. This book, every single paragraph has that same density and complexity and layeredness and beauty. And so if you hunger to pick this book up, make sure to clear your calendar. Beauty, the invisible embrace. Shout out to Dame Laurie Sutherland who gifted me this book one day. And so beauty, one of my favorite things I've ever written about beauty is that in every spiritual tradition, beauty is a way to access the divine. Beauty is how we celebrate our greatest joys and how we make sense of our greatest sorrows. I consider beauty to be a feminine mindfulness practice. And so a way that you can interact with this energy that we call beauty that doesn't involve you buying more stuff, the more outside-in approach to cultivate more beauty in your life is to buy flowers or buy new clothes or buy new art for your walls. And if you feel called to do that, awesome. But a way that you can also experience beauty without adding anything new to your to-do list or to your life is to spend more of your most precious resource, which is not your time and not your money, it is your present moment attention to cultivating the beautiful. And so an assignment is this morning or tomorrow morning, the next time you make your bed, to spend just a few seconds making your bed beautiful. So that might mean smoothing out the sheets. It might mean fluffing the throw pillows, might mean arranging them in a certain way. So that when you walk into your bedroom, you are met with an experience of beauty. Making the bed is something that we do on autopilot. And so using your attention to devote yourself to the beautiful and then being present to the effect that that has on your mind and on your body and on your presence is a really fun way 
to interact with this inside-out experience of beauty. The second pillar, second jewel that I want to share with you is tending your body temple. So when I was a little kid, I loved going to church. It was my favorite thing. I've shared many times on my blog about my desire to be a priest when I was young. And my favorite thing was when once a month or once every couple of weeks, the members of the church would be invited to come and clean the church. I got my little bottle of pledge and I got my little rag and I got to polish the pews and go into the parts of the church that you're not normally allowed to go into, like where you light the little candles, how it's sometimes behind a fence being permitted back there. And I felt like I had been given a backstage pass to a rock concert. I was elated with this task because I loved God and I loved the feeling of the sacred. And so what I love about that experience, what I'm so grateful for, is it gave me a tangible felt sense experience of how you care for something that you have a devotion to and how you care for something that you really love and revere. And so we often hear your body is a temple. And so what does that mean for you in a more practical sense? Anytime you walk into a sacred space, whether it's a church or a temple or even a yoga studio, you'll notice that there are certain tenets like keeping the space clean, choosing deliberate high quality items to bring into the space, filling the space with beauty. And so this is a highly personal practice. What feels like treating my body like a temple might be completely different from what gives you the energy of reverence. But I know in my own life, exercise and working out, feeding myself well with food that really nourishes and delights me, hydrating myself, walks in the fresh air, taking time to meditate, going to bed early are all ways that I treat my body like my greatest masterpiece. The body is where my humanity and my divinity meet in tangible form. And I will say that as I just listed out each of those things, 90% of the time, I don't desire to do those things. You know, I don't, I am not a person who wakes up excited to work out and make breakfast. It's kind of a slog every day. (laughs) I am devoted to the experience of the sacred as it expresses itself through my body. So whether I desire it or not, my level of devotion gives me the energy I need to show up. Pillar number three is everyday sensuality. I want to just give you a glimpse into a few ways that you can experience everyday sensuality. Taking a few bites of your meal with your hands instead of just your fork. Burying your face in towels straight from the dryer. When you say thank you after you've paid for gas or coffee, keeping sincere eye contact and actually feeling that thank you in your heart. When you wash your hands slowly and sensually, bringing the fragrant soap into each crevice between your fingers. 
when you walk, letting your hips take the lead instead of your head. The next time you pour a beverage into a glass, savoring that splashing sound. Slowly circling the top of a wine or a water glass with your finger. Once again, these are simple pleasures that don't cost you a thing and don't really take you any more time than what you're already doing. And one of my favorite ways to experiment and explore everyday sensuality is not so much about what I do, but it's more about what I turn away from. And that is an elegant way of saying I turn off my phone. (laughs) So there's something about when my phone and my devices are on or near me, there is an invisible thread of connection that even if I'm not paying attention to them, some of my brain cells are aware that they're on and that they're active. And that if I have a question that I don't know the answer to, it's right there. I could just look it up. And there is a profound magic that happens when even if it's for 10 minutes, I turn off the device and I take a break. And when I do that, sometimes I'll ask my body, body, please lead. What do you need right now? How can I be more intimate with you? And sometimes that's doing something more active, like taking a walk. Sometimes it's just simply laying in my bed with one hand on the heart, one hand on the belly and breathing. But just like any relationship, how we build relationship is through reciprocity and present moment attention. And one of the ways to practice that reciprocity and present moment attention is to remove the things that distract you from being able to offer it. And so if we look at this practice as both active and receptive, everything that I just mentioned about eating a few bites of your food with your hands or tracing your fingers around a water glass, those are more active ways that you can interact with your sensuality. And removing distractions is one of the ways you can be receptive to your sensuality. Number four is mindset. So mindset training is something that I resisted for a long time because it kind of gave me the creeps, to be honest with you. You know, those pictures that you see in corporate offices about perseverance and, and just, you know, just kind of the coaching industry in general just kind of gave me the creeps. And it wasn't until I started understanding the connection between the body and the mind when it comes to the nervous system and particularly the aspect of negativity bias and the way that our body is really set up to always be roving for danger and we see what we look for and how we see what we look for. So if my body as a survival mechanism is looking for how things will go wrong or could go wrong, that's what I'm going to see. And that's also what I'm going to feel inside. So every thought that we have generates a sensation in our body and every sensation in our body pings back with a thought. And so if, so if more sensuality and more of an ability to be present in your body is something that you desire, a really great place to start in addition to all these things that we've talked about so far in terms of tending your body, 
is to also tend the garden of your mind. And when you have a thought that might feel negative or create feelings of fear or insecurity or hopelessness, reminding yourself that that was just a thought and asking yourself, is there a more empowering, more exciting thought I could offer myself? So an example would be, let's just use money. Let's say you have the thought, oh, I'm so bad with money. Oh, I'll never get my money together. Oh, I'm, oh, I'll never have enough money. A more empowering thought steeped in possibility is, in my life experience, I've gained a lot of knowledge around money. And every moment is a new moment. And I am stronger than I think. And even though it's hard to look at my money, I am brave enough to meet whatever comes up. And so as I share those things, you know, noticing how each thought lands in your body, how the thought, I'll never get it together with my money, lands and feels and, and what that triggers in your body and what that sensation then may prompt you to do. So if I'm feeling the sensation of fear or anxiety or hopelessness, most likely I'm going to turn towards something that's going to help relieve me and distract me from that feeling. But if I have an empowering thought like, I am brave enough to look no matter what is there, oh, I notice an electric excitement rippling through my heart and through my chest and actually the little seedlings of desire to actually look because I am brave and capable and I now want to prove that to myself. And so just like with tending the body temple, we offer the body pleasurable, reverent experiences through the senses. Mindset is one of the ways that we offer that body-mind connection, pleasurable, reverent experiences through the mind. And our final jewel is the jewel of embodiment and a simple practice to becoming more embodied when it comes to the person or the woman that you want to become. So I want you to just imagine in your mind's eye, your higher self or your future self, the person that you want to become. And if it's helpful, you can close your eyes and just pause for a moment and envision that. And let's get really granular about it. What is that person wearing? How does that person spend their time? What kind of a book is on that person's nightstand? How does that person walk as they move through their life? Where does that person live? Maybe not the geographic precise location, but what kind of environment are they living in? What kind of community do they have? How does that person feel when you imagine yourself having achieved or created the kind of life that you really, really want? How does that person feel in their everyday? And then if your eyes are closed, you can open them. And taking that information, 
And what I invite you to do is practice embodying that feeling in your life now. So one of my more materialistic desires and and images of my future self or my higher self is a woman who drives an Audi SUV. And I've had this desire for probably five years, and I'm a little bashful to share it because it feels like a materialistic desire. And I have shame around that. I have anti-capitalist shame around having such a desire. And yet, when I imagine myself in that image, what I see is a woman who has taken real responsibility for her life, real responsibility for her values, is able to provide for herself, and delivers herself an experience of quality and that lasts. And so knowing that, it becomes clear to me that it has very little to do with the car or any of the other symbolism in the vision. What I'm actually moving towards is the feeling. And what I feel in my body when I envision that is a feeling of excitement and a feeling of possibility of meeting life. And that feeling creates a response that makes me want to go take actions that help me become a woman who takes total responsibility for her life and her experience. And so when it comes to embodying, you know, we all have visions and desires and hopes and dreams. And what I invite you to do is to get really specific about those visions and really specific, not just about the details, but about the feelings and the sensations associated with those dreams and visions and allow those sensations to influence your thoughts and to influence your actions as you practice embodying that vision that you want to become. So if you enjoyed these pillars, I would love to hear from you in a review. If you head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review, you can share your thoughts on this episode And as I shared at the start, these are just five of the 12 pillars of sensual living. So there are more delights to be enjoyed. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. For more tools, inspiration, and community in the art of sensual living, head over to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free course in how to embody genuine confidence through the secrets of powerful feminine body language. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to check it out today.